You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. Delicious. This particular episode of the Shy Life is, is a little more abstract. <laughs> okay, it looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found out my secret. I think he has. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Well, this time we're going to be talking about some more music, but we we're not in the seventies anymore. Um, we, we've still we're still we're still doing all that, but we're we're hopping ahead to to the nineteen nineties. We've got Lee here this time. Hi, Lee. How are you doing? Hello. I'm fine. I'm looking forward to going, yes, I like it. No, I didn't like it, um, which is <laughs> yes, um, no, yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, 1996, I, um, that's, it's, it's probably fair to say it's the year of the Spice Girls. At least it's the year that they emerged. So um, pop is changing. Uh, I, I think there's still a bit of sort of, poppy type things around to keep me interested so oh, um, so so yeah hopefully hopefully there's uh, um gonna be something we won't hate it all i hope <laughs> anyway we're gonna run the new music and then when we come back we'll get talking it's time for my old buddy old pal from across the channel across the pond bob chandler the shy daddy he's not that shy All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it is it deep? Is it deep? Look at boy. He's got all that shy is right. Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. He's positively glowing. <laughs> and we're back. So, yes, 19, 1996. Um, what, what were you up to? Do you, you're probably not much different than you were up to in 1995. But, uh... Oh, let me have a think. 1996. I think I was still working in a hospital. Um, if it's the year that the Spice Girls got popular then i was probably collecting um those blow-up spice girl giveaway dolls that they were giving away in some sort of magazine yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so i was incredibly mature back then as well <laughs> i was so in, in 1996 i i finished university and i was uh, it took a while to, it took a little while to find a job even though my degree was vocational to a particular career um i but i did take a six month job and i was halfway through that and i weirdly i'd gone back i'd gone to university in birmingham and then i went back for six months after i'd finished uh and and you know I, that kind of pleased me because 
the the video stuff I was making at the time, the Sutton Park, that was based that that's a name of a area in in Birmingham. So I got to go back to the actual um, the the area of Sutton Park again for six months. So it was as I was still making the series, it was kind of um, I, I kind of chuffed to to, to, oh. to to sort of be back, even though all the you know, people I used to know at university had all gone away, and it, so it was a little bit. I guess it was a little bit lonely. Although I did did make friends with somebody who who lived in the same because I went back to the same it was very weird really I went back to the same lodgings it just happened that my room was still free at that at where I'd lodged oh. um, so I made friends with somebody who was um, in the room where my old uni friend um, had been living and um, um, so, so it wasn't I, I think I used to go away a lot at weekends as well to uh, but yeah so that was a bit weird and then I and then I um moved to surrey for another job and that's sort of why i'm still there now so uh yeah it was quite a quite a sort of you know a year of change and stuff but uh i was just going to look on sort of some some of the events that that happened in 96 i can't read them all but some of the ones that jump out at me is i don't even think i knew this happened apparently on the january the 8th Robert Hoskins is found guilty and convicted on charges of assault, stalking, and threatening to kill Madonna. I oh, I, I have no recollection of that whatsoever. No, me, me neither. Um, that's, was that when she was in? Was that when she was in London, pretending uh, to be British? Oh, it wasn't that. It that wasn't was then, was it? A bit earlier is it, it sort of? I guess it's sort of when she was probably working on ray of light album because that was 97 i think so um but of course who knows how long this guy was doing all this it, time things have come to court and everything um it, it's hard to sort of know when it was all going on but i, I just don't remember hearing about that at all but, i don't at all i don't um, remember at all in the same month lisa marie presley files for divorce from michael jackson oh um, i do remember that yeah um uh, the controversial musical Rent has its first public performance in New York, um, and uh, I saw another one which, um, in February. There, there was that n- notorious Jarvis Cocker uh, um, disrupting oh, Michael Jackson. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah, very good though. It was it was deserved. Yeah. Oh yes, I was definitely on Jarvis's side. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, so, so much um, well this was also around the time uh, that the, the, the Beatles were releasing their um, re- the, those sort of songs that they did and that they had a, their, their reunion when it, well it was only really three of them and the, and the um, but at least one of those songs did pretty well uh, oh was it was it was it about a bird? There was one about a bird, and there's one called Real Love, um, which came out in in 1996. Um, uh, and uh, but it was it was based on a John Lennon solo demo, so it wasn't, mm. and then they collaborated to it posthumously. Um, I do remember that. I I do. Uh, a busy year for Madonna because in April, um, Madonna announces she is four months pregnant um, by her boyfriend and trainer Carlos Leon. Oh, with lauders. And what else? I cut out any gaps. (laughs) Oh, um, 
Well, July is when the Spice Girls released their debut single. And, uh, so, yeah, so that's uh, the beginning the beginning of a, of, a, of an era. Um, although the more I've sort of heard about them, you know, that they, they were busy trying to get to that point for a number of years beforehand. It wasn't like an overnight. Mm. I remember I used to buy a magazine called Sky Magazine, which was um, kind of like a, a pop culture. It wasn't a, it wasn't like a, a pop magazine. It had all sorts of stuff in it. And I do remember there was just these sort of like cryptic adverts in the Sky Magazine with just like spice and a ring, the gold ring, and no, and you had no idea what it was. It was like one of those like sort of like teaser. Um, sort of promotions to kind of get the people going, what is this? What is this spice that they're going on about? Yeah, quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's enough. Um, I think that, that's enough facts uh, and events, but uh, we should probably um, get on to our first number one for 1996. We'll do, also do albums and um, some of the singles that didn't quite make it but did well. Um, Gosh, that looks like there's quite a lot of uh, over 20 number ones. In Wow. Um, but, uh, well, the first one, because uh, I sort of going back to what I was up to very, very briefly, because I decided I wanted to go back to the lodgings that I knew. But my job was in West Bromwich, and I was living in Erdington, and that was about two or three um, bus journeys or maybe a bit of a walk down an abandoned railway line which was quite a good location for filming so sometimes I deliberately <laughs> went down that way um, but uh, it was around the time that, that Chris Evans was doing his radio show and I think perhaps he'd only been doing it uh, maybe since 95 or something it was around the time he was doing um, uh, don't, don't forget your tooth no is it don't forget your tooth first oh no um, TFI Friday what, oh TFI yes Friday, yeah um uh, so he was he was about everyone. I didn't really listen. I'd never really listened to radio in the morning because, well, I just I, I suppose I I'd, I'd been doing a paper round before university. When I was at university, you don't necessarily get up in time for radio, um, and and I just it, it, I just decided to start listening to him because I think he sort of mentioned. I, I did watch TFI Friday and and he used to have guests on and stuff, and it, sometimes it synced in with the radio show so um i just remember like waiting at bus stops if uh, uh, the, the next song my first thought is i can picture myself standing because it would have been early in the year i can picture myself waiting for a bus um somewhere outside of west bromwich and it being very cold and listening to this song it's funny what gets stuck in your musical memories yeah yes. even so many years later so the first number one is george michael jesus to a child Oh, which um, yeah. I mean, I I I don't mind. George Michael's pretty good level of quality, anyway. I'm not mm. sure it's my favourite one of his, but it's no, it's it's that yeah. it's that ballad, isn't it? It's yeah. yeah, it's a sad story behind it, I think, because wasn't it about his uh-huh. his lover who 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 died of of of, of AIDS? Mm. So yeah, a sad yeah a sad mm. song, mm. but. The- we, we I always kind back. of feel bad about saying it wasn't one of my favourites. So it's kind of like... Yeah. He does have another... Um, I should give it away. He does have another number one coming up. And um, 
I sort of, yeah, I, that, that's probably around the time I stopped working in that job. But um, yeah, he, he, the, a lot of these early '96 songs are ones that I I heard during my bus rides to work. <laughs> um, now, the next number one, I think I'm right in saying, was linked to an advert campaign, and um, I think it's sort of sort of. I think the the lead guy came from the the Midlands where I was at the time. Uh, it's Babylon Zoo, Spaceman. Oh um, yes, was it for uh, jeans or something like, like that? Yeah, I feel like it Levi's was. or something like that. Yeah, um, I'll see if I can find out. But uh, yes, it was Levi's. Yeah, you know how these days kids download little things to have that when their phone rings and little bleepy bits and small little yes and i think the the i mean it was very basic i'd probably do the same thing on this show occasionally um but it the the singing was all distorted and kind of yeah it was it was yeah it was weird wasn't it because it started off in one style mm. and then the chorus changed into a completely different style of yeah. of of music it was a really odd um was it called jazz the the yeah jazz the, man yeah and i'm sure he was a one i'm sure he was a one hit wonder and that was it wasn't it he, he didn't really have another <laughs> hit i mean the album did okay it was top 10 number six um and he did do another album a few years later which nobody was interested in he did have one other single that got in the top 20 uh and this is the one i kind of i don't think i don't know i necessarily bought spaceman but there was the sequel was called animal army and it was it was sort of ridiculous slightly ridiculous it was a bit like i mean i think he did get compared to like like he was trying to be T-Rex now. Oh, right, yeah. Certainly Animal Army is a bit T-Rexy, but it had some really stupid, well, uh, kind of stupid, but kind of, I kind of liked it because it was, but it had some, some line about leopards dancing and different animals dancing. It was, it, 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 but it's quite stompy and sort of glam, glam mm. and Yeah, um, I vaguely remember it. It was kind of like that era of when, an advert could shoot a song into the charts, wasn't it? Just solely being in an advert. I think we're a little bit more savvy nowadays, aren't we? We're kind of like a little bit more cynical and like, no, just because you played 5,000 times a day on, a, on an advert doesn't mean to say we're going to... Wasn't wasn't the um, that little puppet, that was similar as well, the, um, that little puppet, yeah, the, yeah. the irritating Ozzo thing, wasn't it? That was... Yeah, there was, there was quite a few sort of around that time. Uh, he had one other single that did the top 40, The Boy with the X-Ray Eyes, which again I think might have been, I have a feeling I liked the two later singles more than I liked Spaceman, but, you know, um, that that would be very typical of me anyway. But it, Well, it, yes, you're very indie anyway, so, yeah, I think once but, that single had gone, the first single, I probably lost complete yeah. interest in it. Um, I mean, it might be that, Chris Evans played the next single at least because of, I mean, a lot of those, a bit like the chart show used to play songs that they thought, oh, well, we like this. And then you, they never actually, you know, mm-hmm. quite, quite anyway, near the charts. But um, I, did, I did like the chart show for that reason because it, it got me in, into sort of people I, I wouldn't have heard of if I'd just been following chart music. But, mm. Mm. It was uh, like, did they have like a section on new release or. Mm. 
Yeah. Did they have an unsigned bit as well? I don't know if they did. At one point. I, I just remember the terrible graphics of the um <laughs> of the of the roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um now Spaceman was whereas George Michael was only number one for one week, um Spaceman was number one for five weeks. So that, that it was did stick around for a bit. Mm. Um our next number one only stuck stuck around for one week. But um this is more of the sort of more brick poppy it's oasis with don't look back in anger um, oh yes that was kind of like their big song everywhere wasn't it it was like a hit in america and um was like their international hit i think i'm, I'm kind of surprised it, it wasn't for longer because it was it, it, you know i think if you ever hear sort of like or watch like a, a, a mid 90s sort of nostalgia show that's bound to turn up. It, it, it's sort of um, a really famous. I, I remember, I think I was quite excited about this one because um, in the video they had uh, Patrick Whitney, who played John Steed in the Avengers, playing a butler. And, and, and I, I, I like, um, well, I like the Avengers. So uh, I was kind of like, oh, it's, 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 it's more than I was interested in the song. But, was uh, it? Was it? In a in a big country house or something like that. I, yeah, I think with a swimming up, pool yeah, or something. The car, in, the car ends up in the swimming pool and stuff. Yes. Um, now, uh, I I remember this one particularly because um, now was this the last single you'll know? Probably. Um, it was take that version of how deep is your love? Is that their last single that they released it? It was up. yes, and there was the there was um they'd like did their press conference, didn't they, to kind of announce it? And I re- distinctly remember Gary Barlow saying something along the lines of, "That's it, there is no more." Um, uh, How deep is your love? Is our last single, and that's it. And I thought he was crying, but he wasn't. He was sniggering, um, um, and it was like, oh, okay. All right, it was a bit of a bland song to end with, wasn't it? If you think of all the, yeah, and also if it's a cover, it sort of feels like well, you couldn't even be bothered to come back with a like an original final song. Yeah, yeah, it's so sort of like, oh, see you later then, bye. But I do remember at the time there was a helpline, and I was still just about at this. I really like working the place I worked at West Bromwich because it was a, it was a for a business. And it was sort of, I guess it, we were looking for competitor information and different companies, and uh, and I, I, and we were passing up. We're doing stuff for the company, uh, but it was a little. We were called Group Intelligence. It's, it's so glamorous. Uh, sounds it sounds it, very MI five. Yeah, it was sort of. Um, it was a first, my first, one of my first library jobs, or my first library job. Although it wasn't, a, it was more of facts and figures and and doing inquiries, but it was. Um, but there was these, the, the secretaries were really nice and I got on quite, I got on quite well with everybody. And it, it was, it was just, I, I remember, I remember that the, the, the breakup of take that thing and we were, I'm not sure, I'm not sure whether we were teasing them about it or whether, and then whether they were playing up to it or whether one of them, they were actually upset that they'd. Yeah, um, I, I don't can't remember. know. I think I, I I do remember it, and I remember it being on the news. So I think it's that kind of. I think I don't think we'd really had a boy band in this country that had been as massive as Take That, and so I think I think there was an element of genuine 
but there's that whole psychological reports on boy bands and girl bands and how fans invest in them and when they split it's almost like a bereavement and it's like their first relationship but as as a slightly older person when they split up um <laughs> i did kind of find it a little bit funny although it probably wasn't i know do you remember people saying lee do you, do you want the number for the take that support <laughs> support line and i was like i'm getting through it by myself it's okay <laughs> I think I was only because I was more into my indie. I I did own a couple of take that singles, but I wouldn't have, have said I was a fan of the of the whole lot. I was beginning to have a warm feeling about Bobby Williams, which I I probably I'm probably more of a Bobby Williams fan than I am a take that fan. Although I kind of like later era take that a bit more uh, because then because these days. You know, you can't tell take that apart from Coldplay, or you know, I think take that are probably better than Coldplay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but really, Coldplay isn't a boy band; it's a serious rock band. But no, you know, but you Just, can't you can't really tell the difference in the new style of music. They sound like a very similar type of bands. Mm. Um, but uh, says he, not having listened to a Coldplay album in fifteen years. Um, anyway, um, I don't think I ever have. <laughs> Oh, uh, they're one of those bands that sometimes the people doing cover versions do more interesting uh, versions of of their, of their songs. I think. Um, well, like I kind of like them when they do. There, there, there was a there was a good one that they did with Rihanna. Is it Rihanna? Something you know, a Princess of China. Or something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they have had a couple of yeah. good songs. I have to say. But then um, there's there's some that really annoy me because they're just they're too popular and they get played too much so um. mm. well our next number one is kind of <laughs> you could want for anything different than take that it's the prodigy with firestarter oh. three weeks um i i think i feel like that's the sort so i think a lot of people bought that album who wouldn't usually buy yeah, because I think my I think my friend Harry bought that album and and it's not really his cup of tea. I think it was just so fa- so famous that song and maybe one or two of the other singles. Yeah, it was kind of like the it was like their height of popularity, wasn't it? It was kind of like that a lot of bands had like been around for years and then they kind of have like their breakthrough popular album and then that's it. They kind of slide back into kind of fan base stuff and i think for the prodigy that probably was their biggest time wasn't it with um all of those kind of massive yeah. songs firestarter and um what was it there was a few, was it breathe with me or was that am i just yeah. breathe, am i just saying sure. the lines off the sure just breathe just yes breathe. and then there was oh then there was uh uh, smack my bitch up as well oh uh, yeah it's very controversial that's next that's the next year gosh they managed to make this album stretch single the single stretch from 95 to 97 well that sounds oh doesn't it yes five star to 96 yeah just across two years but still um this is quite early in 96 so mm. but i think people like dance people liked it because it was a little bit dance music rock people liked it because it was a bit rock um so it kind of fused them together didn't it and um made people go oh because was it what was there was it called fat of the land their album or am i getting that confused with a yeah, sounds right. oh right okay yeah even 
it, it, it def- definitely shows how famous it is. Um, if we can remember all that sort of thing. I know, I mean, like massive Kylie Pop fan and going, oh yes, the prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It's one of those, I think those were sort of, I kind of liked it, but I don't think I ever went and bought anything. For, I don't think I ever had the album. But, no, I did. I think my brother had the album because he was into mm. that kind of stuff, and I probably was like, "Oh, put play that one, the the, <laughs> what, the only one that I liked." <laughs> yeah. um, now, the next single, I, I remember again, sort of. This is sort of right at the end of my my commuting around West Bromwich type time. Um, we have Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. I think I was just very confused as to who. Who, who is the Mac? Is this something I should be aware of? Is, is the Daddy um, Mac? <laughs> yeah. it was I, number one for two weeks, but I think it was around for a lot longer. Yeah, it, it'd been around before, I think, mm. um, and then. But it, I, I didn't like it. I wasn't keen on it. It was a, I, in my person, in my opinion, he sounded a bit whiny on it, mm. and um, it was kind of. I think he was trying to do that American sort of, you know, bigging himself up, you know big blingy you know everybody wants to know who i am and um and then he never really no. had a hit again yeah. yeah i don't know let's have a look see if we can find out apparently it was it, it was number two in the states but not till 97 but uh, okay um, yeah he had a he had that he had an album in 96 called return of the Mac, and then another one in 2006 um so yeah not quite sure I think he had a bit of a reputation for being a bit of a a bit of a sort that people you know he was quite awkward you know difficult on chat shows and magazine he, he believed the hype of yeah. himself and then mm. he had a number 19 hit in called crazy in 95 and he actually had four more top 10 hits from that return of the Mac album oh uh, really? a, remix, a remix of crazy that got to number eight. Oh, sorry, Remix of Crazy, they got to number six. The song called Trippin', they got to number eight. Horny, they got to number five. Moan, <laughs> moan and Groan, they got to number seven. And then, I don't know if it was an EP, he had one called Who's the Mac, got to number 13. And then Best Friend. Which, <laughs> oh, that's much uh, I have no idea about any of those other songs at all. No, they I I obviously did not did not feature on my radar. I wonder if you had ever had like a greatest hits album called Big Mac. That would have been <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite quite possible. Uh right, let me get back to where I should be. Um back to George Michael again. I said he had another number one, and in May he had uh, Fast Love. Oh, got good number one. three, and I think um, even though that was May, I think it was probably I probably was hearing quite a lot of it um, just still in those last few weeks of my commute. Because uh, um, is that does that have sample? Does that sample? From yeah, does it? It has this. Is it? Is it the sample of "Forget Me Not" oh, by yes. um, I don't know who it's by, but Patrice Russian or Russian? Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, and and it, yeah, it was. It was a massive number one, and everybody loved it. But n- it wasn't till years later that you all realised that it was all about Rudy Doodiness um, yeah. and him being a, a him being a gay man. Um, you just kind of it was. It's like one of those songs that you just sang along to because it had a good 
good yeah. tune and you didn't actually really realize what he was singing about um i do Sorry, remember I'm... watching um a, a making of the video because the video was quite sort of um futuristic used a lot of like technology and stuff um and uh, he he i think it was around the time that he kind of first started saying that he used um the herb to um to get coriander, into performance yeah, yeah. <laughs> shocking i can't go on without some coriander hmm. um yeah i because um didn't will young i'm uh, not even will young will oh yeah didn't will smith uh, when he did like the men in black song wasn't that Maybe that was, I can't remember if that yeah, was ripping that off it or ripping featured. off because get me not. Yeah, yeah, that also had a sample in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's very I think I was, if I wasn't aware, if I wasn't aware that Fast Love had a sample, I I probably just thought, oh, he's he Will Smith's stealing from Fast oh, Love. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, little did I know. Um, now, I think this was a... Eurovision entry as well, although I it's one of those ones I keep forgetting is a Euro, was a Eurovision song. Our next number one for one week was "Who Are Just a Little Bit" by Gina G. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> now we're in my now we're in my playground <laughs> um, <laughs> on my territory. <laughs> um, yeah, camp camp as a row of of tents um was that song um and where did it get to in the eurovision does it was it like second or third it did quite well if i remember yeah um it was it was i know it performed second but i have a feeling it was it was something like second um and she and she kind of managed to have a career after Eurovision, which is quite unusual. Um, only to, sorry, only got to eighth, um, but it, yeah, but she did have other she did have other songs, as you say. Mm. She did she for a while. She was quite she you know she had a big selling album. I think it was called Fresh, um, and uh, quite a few singles from that. I think there was um, Tiamo and. Um, other ones <laughs> that I can't um, remember. They all sounded very similar, I think. Yeah. yeah she had I Belong to You, number five, Fresh, number six, TMO, number 11. Those are the main four. She mm. had a couple of other ones that were lower. On the, on the front of her album, she was naked, covered in chocolate, if, <laughs> I, re if I remember. <laughs> she's, she's copying me, how dare she? <laughs> <laughs> um... So yes, so following that, now this is this is a song that still haunts us, and I think we're probably in the charts this year because of football. Um, it's Badil Skinner and the Lightning Seeds, Three Lions. Um, mm. Now, I I liked some Lightning Seed songs when they first, oh, yeah. like even the, going back to like I remember when they did the song called or. Well, it's one of those bands where it's really him, even if he's got other people with him. But I think one of the first singles was Pure. And I remember yes. thinking that that was like, that was like indie to me in like 1989 or whatever. I felt I was mm. being quite sort of, but, but and I remember feeling quite disappointed or let down that how dare this person who'd done some songs I liked, like football enough to do a football song. Um, and, and, yeah. and I perhaps thought that he was more, because he was sort of like, I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know that he was a record producer and was involved with sort of bands like um, um, 
uh, forgotten their name. No, but involved with bands back in the eighties, and mm. there was a lot more to him than I knew. I, but I think he projected a sort of loner type thing, and I, and I thought, oh yeah, I quite like this. Um, and then suddenly, football song. I was like, mm. yeah. Yeah, I, I was a, I was a fan of of the Lightning Seeds. The Jollification mm. um, is an awesome album, and mm. I still play that now. And I was really upset when COVID hit because they were going to play it in its entirety in concert. Um, um, but yeah, this song, no, not for me. Um, it's fine because it's a football thing, and people like football. And you know, it was recently dragged out again, wasn't it? Yeah. Because of the of the kickball tournament um (laughs) but yeah it was it's not it doesn't feature on any of my playlists um and the next number one i had problems with not that there's anything terribly wrong with it just that i liked the original and didn't think that the new version brought much to it it was um killing me softly by the fujis and I just didn't like all the sort of one time. Oh yeah, I didn't. I think I bought it. Um, I didn't mind it. I like quite liked it. Yeah, two times. Yeah. I also think that the original, the Roberta Flack version, was one I kind. I don't quite know how I'd heard it over the years. I I kind of it was, it was a little song that I'd found. I know at the time it was well famous but but, a t- but sort of maybe in the late 80s or early 90s it wasn't the song that you heard much and I kind of decided oh I quite like this song nobody mm. ever plays it suddenly it was all over the place in, in a different version and and uh, I remember um, when was it, it was it Boyzone did Baby Can I Hold You Tonight and I, I, I really liked the the original version. Um, I can't. I can't quite get the Fugees and Boyzone in the same <laughs> <laughs> in the same hemisphere. But it's just doing when people do cover versions, it become massive again, and you kind of think. Mm. And, and um, I've forgotten who did uh, Tracy Chapman. Yes. Uh, I think Tracy Chapman's version didn't even make the top forty, and I think. Hey, yeah, yeah, how on earth? How on earth? It's not fair. <laughs> I hope she's yeah, not I think it was kind of like you know, if a boys, if a if a boy band, you know, sang the telephone director, it would have been a hit. It, it was those days, wasn't it? It was kind of like yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't mind the. I preferred the follow up, which was called Ready or Not. Um, right. I, I liked that one better. Um, and then that was the end of my interest in the Fugees. I was very fickle in those <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the next two number ones we'll skip over very quickly because um, after the Fuji's killing me softly, it, can, it goes back to Padil Skinner and the lightning seeds with three lions again for another week. Mm-hmm. And then following that, it goes back to killing me softly by the Fuji's for one week. Oh, we had those uppy downy things. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, the next sort of unique number one is that he must have been busy working on his solo album because it's Gary Barlow with Forever Love for one oh. week. So he, must have, he must have had been working on that. He must have known for a while that they were going to get rid of Yeah, he was like, I'm just gonna I'm just nipping up. Where are you going, Gary? Nowhere. Just <laughs> just down the shop. <laughs> just gonna look just gonna look for Robbie, see if I can get him back. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna go and get a packet of hula hoops. I'll be back soon. <laughs> just gonna leave a trail of, of what's it. I I did find this incredibly bland, this song. Um and 
but it was i think he'd made himself all ripped hadn't he he'd kind of like got fed up of being called the fat one out i take that and gone right i'm gonna go and work out so i think the video was mainly him in a vest top flexing his muscles in, in on a on an italian terrace in black and white god isn't it weird how you remember things of no consequence in your life it's the second whatsoever. video the second video that's you know they obviously copied me what i was doing at the time. i know we oh, were all please. like that weren't we yeah. it's just a look <laughs> oh, I don't remember anything about this. So I just remember he did some really bland solo stuff. Yeah. Mm. But uh, um, the next number one, though, is um, a very big one. It was how many weeks? Is it seven? Gosh. I guess it's seven weeks, the next one. It was Wanna, Wanna Be by Spice Girls. Oh, if you want to be my lover. Um, yeah, they came from like nowhere, didn't they? Allegedly. Although, mm-hmm. like you said, there was like years of preparation um, behind it. Took, it took a while for me to actually buy. I think I do own the first two albums, but I don't think I got around to buying them until perhaps the second album. It took me a while to kind of to admit that um, I could like indie music, but also I could like pop. It was oh. that, and, and people like Britney Spears. Where I was like, "Oh, come on, Baby One More Time" is clearly a really wonderful song. I have to, I can't, <laughs> I can't pretend I don't like it. It's something. Yeah, they were. I think we were ripe for it. We were. We needed a girl band. We'd had, previously only had like Eternal, who were okay, um, but Spice Girls kind of, kind of rewrote the book, didn't they? Of, of pop, girl pop. Um, which was good. Um, when they had uh, who who do you who do you think you are? Well, I used to sing, pick it, lick it, roll it, flick it. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Always the seven-year-old. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but we, my, um, my friend Callum and I, we used to go to this club in Camberley because by then I was in Surrey, and it was just a little sort of local club, really. And the DJ played far too much what he liked. And and by nine, like 97, there was a lot of that sort of, what's his name, Miles, the piano type dancey stuff and a, a oh, long extended yes. remixes. And, it yeah. was, and, and then for about an hour, he'd put, he'd play stuff like Love Shack and um, maybe something like Madness or, or Spice Girls song, which wasn't really in his usual sort of, and the floor would, everything would go mad, it would go mad, people loved yeah. all that. And then yeah, as soon as you put the other music on, it would just go back to being half full again. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's like, I think it's a pop DNA thing. I think that genetically, those kind of songs, no matter what you're into, if they play them, you can't help yourself. You have to go. It's like that James track, Sit Down. I'm not into indie music at all. But whenever that came on, it was like everybody would go to the dance floor and sit down on the floor. Um, and, and it was like all ironic. Um, I think you just, yeah, you just can't help help it. There was, where, there was a Motive 8 remix of Wannabe, which is basically eight minutes of pure mental pop, which is fantastic. Is it is it controversial to say that it's not my favourite Spice Girls song, even off that album? It's a bit like no. it's a bit like when Hearsay did that that song that was really big for Hearsay. I like two or three of the other singles far more than I like the one that was really big for them. Yeah, I, I have to say I prefer other Spice Girls singles to to Wannabe. It's um, it's kind of like, you know, it's like it's, if, if I never heard Kylie sing I Should Be So Lucky Again, I would be fine with that. If I never heard Wannabe ever again, then I would be fine with that. I don't hate it. I just, it, 
it's it was of its time, and uh, and I preferred other ones. And who's that? Oh, who's the band? Um, the the Irish Girls. Bewitched. Bewitched. I don't like that first one, and then they go into a little jig in the middle. But I love, I love <laughs> I roller coaster. Like my dad. That one. I love yes. Roller coaster. I love because <laughs> uh, they they only they only sort of go Irish at least just for a couple of times. And they didn't. <laughs> it's, just, it's nothing wrong with the Irish. It's just that it's so sort of. Tourist, no, it's, it's like the, the, the first big novelty hit, isn't it, that they have, yeah. and then they can't really escape it. But the other stuff is better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, next number one for one week is is it Flava or Flavor by Peter Andre? I can't remember. Oh, flavor! If you if you go if you go in hip hip hop, it's it's the flavor. No, it's not. That that was like Cockney. The flavor, love. Um, <laughs> fla flava, flavor. I don't know. No, you see. Um, but the weird thing is, he did have a bit of a resurgence. Um, uh, well, as a personality in the noughties because of yeah he did because of the the celebrity thing um but i remember i went to australia in probably mm, 90 and he was massive in australia and i remember buying his cassette um album and thinking oh i I quite and it was much different than mysterious girl and the stuff that he released and then so when he came out here i was like oh yeah i know him uh not obviously not personally i was aware of his music um but then this kind of like oiled walnut with with greased hair appeared and i was like oh what's all that about um i wasn't yeah i I didn't realize he had he had singles in 92 93 had an album just called peter andre i wonder if that's the one that you you had a, you had a big hit in, in australia called gimme gimme give give me a little song. sign yeah and funky junkie and oh, yeah. um yeah a couple of ones um and then yeah here he, yeah he, i wasn't i wasn't a fan at some, um, at some point i'm hoping to do sort of um, I don't know how many years I'll do per episode, but I want to talk about the charts in Australia and skip all the things that are the same as, mm, you know, here. here. But I want, you know, I want to sort of pinpoint the sort of completely very Australian bands that did really well, which we've never heard of. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I'll never forgive Peter Andre for Insania. That, uh, that's a, oh horrible. Right horrible song that came out of the jungle um that he wrote when he was in there it was awful number three got to number three. Oh, yeah because he had mysterious girl and flava and another one which i can't say because it well he had some other hit, he had some other hits this this year so i won't, I won't jump ahead but uh, but he had he had top yeah he had far more top 10 hits than i he sort of had top 10 hits in until 1998 and then there was a big gap to 2004 but he didn't seem to have any flop hits which explains his mm. to i don't know what he was doing in those six years but uh, and then he had one two three at least three more top 10 hits after he sort of resurged <laughs> his including last... the including the hideous duet with his wife at the time yeah, whole, new, whole world. new world yeah. oh dear his last top 20 hit was in 2010 defender and that number 14 oh uh, good for him <laughs> um but yes he, he was very oily <laughs> he, <laughs> he was looked like oily he, yeah it looked like he just emerged from one of those Itali- 
was it the, those oil wrestling type? Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I just didn't get. I just didn't get it. I just didn't get the oiliness and the the. Yeah, I would imagine that video. There was like an oil slick around him in the sea where he was coming out of the water. <laughs> Fish floating to the top. Um, um, so after after Peter Andre, we have we have you've mentioned this already. The Fuji's ready or not uh, for two weeks. Okay, um, and uh, then we had. Um, Deep Blue Something Breakfast at Tiffany's, which was only for one week, but that was one that was everywhere. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And again, I think they were a one-hit wonder. It was... Mm. Yeah. I, I always get them confused with the people who did um, the, uh, the the Moon and Bank. Um, Savage Garden. Savage Garden. I always get them confused with Savage Garden. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just because the music was kind of yeah, jangly guitar-y pop stuff. Um, yeah, they did have one another single which got to number one hundred and two. Now you're used to used to things getting to one hundred and two um, <laughs> these days, but um, that was that's quite a big drop down. Um, they had a single called "Page Me Wolverine." Good title. <laughs> Didn't chart, <laughs> but less uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, where were we? Oh, here we go. Um, next up, we had the Chemical Brothers with Setting Sun for one week. That was that was the one with Noel Gallagher doing the vocal. Oh yes, I remember that one. Yes, I might even have bought that. Might be one where I did buy the album because was that the same one that had Hey Boy Hey Girl on? Uh, might well have been because I think I bought I think I bought Hey Boy Hey Girl because that was like had the hook in it, didn't it? It had the um, let, let forever be. I might, or it might have been a, might even been a different album, but uh, I can't. Uh, oh no! Yes, it, it's probably it was around the same, sort of around the same time. But uh, um, yeah, let's. They did quite a lot with Noel Gallagher. I think they did at least mm. another song with Noel Gallagher. Um. Um. After that, for one week, we had Words by Boyzone. Uh, yeah. BG's cover. Uh, uh, I just never I never got Boyzone. I, I just thought they were, you know, I do like good pop, but I just never thought they did good pop. It was no. cover versions all blandy, beige stuff. Mm. It wasn't like Girls Aloud when they did, they did their cover versions for, that got them quite big hits, but then a lot of the other singles were quite weird. Mm, and um, yeah. Um, <laughs> with Boyzone, it was almost, oh, thank goodness they're doing a cover, but I still hate it. But because <laughs> their original stuff wasn't, not, wasn't, was no better. But, um, we've got the Spice Girls again after this. We're up to October now. Um, and this is Say You'll Be There for two. I definitely much prefer that, that than, yeah. than Wannabe. Had a good video where they were all sort of in the desert. Yes, and had um, like 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 pseudonyms like Miss Firecracker and um, <laughs> and and stuff like yeah. I do, I do, and they tied the boy to the top of their okay. car. 
Um, yeah. And the, there was there was a story that when they when they were offered their record contract with Virgin, instead of going to sign it, they they sent five blow up dolls in a taxi. I don't know whether that's true, but I'd like to think it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, our next our next number one for two weeks is I think we had them last year, but um, it's Robson and Jerome. Oh really? God, were they still around? Yeah, what becomes of the broken-hearted Saturday night in movies? You never walk alone. Some, some sort of they probably did sung them all and merged them all together into one. Into one big mega mix. I was going to say mega mess, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the grannies. I still think 1996 is looking better than 1995, but uh, if, there is some hiccups, but they're, um, they're not quite as as bad but uh, um and we've got follow- the prodigy again um for two weeks afterwards uh we've got breathe um so yeah yeah i like I, I like that one uh but peter andre is back with oh. i feel you for two there weeks no recollection no, of that one, that one no. i don't really know i i, I sort of remember a little bit of flavor, flavor, and I remember mysterious girl. I don't think I can remember much else. But uh, no, I can't really. Now I presume this was an original. Oh yes, it says it was written by the band. A different beat, boy zone, um, for one week. So uh, mm. yeah, don't really remember it. But uh, I don't either. Um, you know, that's nice that they had a, an original hit. <laughs> I'm such a, I'm such a horror. I'm such a, I'm such a boy band snob. I'm like, I no, I don't like you, but I like you. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I think I liked, I like some of five, and I quite like the Backstreet Boys, but never to, mm. never as far as I don't even think I bought the songs. I, I, I think I kind of quite liked them, but I don't. Yeah. Uh, I never got quite that excited. Um, the next, we've got two more number ones. Uh, we're into December, but this one is a sad one because it's to do with um, a horrible thing that happened. It's Knocking on Heaven's Door, Dumbelane. Um, oh, right, yes. Massacre. There were some kids got shot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was quite a while afterwards because I'm, th- I'm thinking... I'm sure I remember this bit because I used to have to scan the papers at work. I'm sure I, I can sort of pitch myself in the office that was my job at the beginning of the year. And sure enough, it happened in March. So it wasn't a, an automatic thing, which it usually is with with tragedies like this. But mm. uh, quite, a, um, you know, quite a few months later. Um, the, the last number one of the year uh, was... Uh, the Spice Girls again for three weeks with two become one. Oh yeah, I liked it. Yeah, um, it, it sort of because they had. We have a look. Yeah, they had. They, I'm probably saying too much, but they did have big number ones for the next two years around Christmas time. So mm, I had a bit of an issue with two become one because mm. on the album that the, the Victoria Beckham's part, she sings something like, um, um, 
boys are, no, i can't remember they think they know they changed no I, I think i was because on the album it was something like boys and girls look good together take it or leave it but on the actual release they changed they obviously removed that because it they didn't they didn't want to alienate anybody so it became something like love will bring us back together take it or leave it so i didn't actually have a problem with it i appreciated the change <laughs> You see, I just I, I I get something in my head and think, no, I hated that song. And then when I think about it, go, no, actually, I didn't, because they did something else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we go to America um, and see what happened there, I'm just going to look and see other songs that were big that didn't quite. Uh, um, this this was well, um, TLC had creep. But it was called Creep '96. So whether this was a re-release? Oh, I like that song, and I like that album. That that crazy, sexy, cool, mm. crazy, sexy, cool album. Yeah. <laughs> I would think that '96 was a bit of a. It was sort of. I think te- uh, I'm sort of aficionados tend to think of it as being like the second wave of Britpop. So you get you're getting bands that um, are kind of doing well off the back of some of those bands like Blur and Pulp and Oasis from 94, 95, and you, you've got people like Cast, um, Sandstorm, uh, and they had quite a lot of hits, Cast, um, but, but that you kind of felt they were inspired by, um, well, you know, they don't, they, they perhaps even, I, I can think of a, a few bands that, that did singles and they ch- almost changed their, their sound mm. um, because Lush, who did Single Girl, um, and um lady killer they 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 was sort of had they had sort of you know top 20 hits but but their original star was sort of shoegazing ambienty type um and and even um there was a band called mice that i quite liked who'd never had any hits but that it was the lead singer from um all about eve and it was and, and 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 that's the only thing i actually own by 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 her because I liked her voice doing a sort of Brit poppy sort of sleepy type sound, mm. um, and I was but I was never really into all about Eve. But um, yeah, it will. It, it, I, I guess all about Eve had finished by then, and and they kind of we need to do a Brit pop type album. Yeah, yeah, people did, didn't they? They kind of. Um... I remember, I remember Kathy Dennis. She went mm-hmm. all Brit pop, didn't she? And it tanked yeah. completely because people were like, "What are you and doing I that lo- for?" But I love. Um, she did a single called West End Pad, which she I, did. I yes. love that song. That's one of my, I just love that song. And I mean, I think that got in the top twenty, just about. But um, yeah, that's sort of again, it's quite different. From, it's probably more what she wanted to do than what she did, because she wasn't exactly, you know, eighteen when she did her songs. She probably I, it, it makes you wonder how much the, her early hits were her kind of going, oh, we need to do this sort of music. And, yeah. and maybe she was more of a sort of, because she did a cover of Waterloo Sunset and things like she, that. Yes, she did, yeah. Uh, but whether wasn't. it was quite a cynical thing to go, right, that's going out of fashion, so what do we do now? It could be, um, yeah, it could be that it was all cynical. You know, every, every, she's like, we need to change, we need to, we need to change style again now. So I think. Mm. But um, other bands that did well, uh, and I saw, I saw this band, um, live and that would have been 95 but anyway um the blue tones slight return what's number two radiohead uh, starting to have hits number five street spirit um meatloaf not a dry eye in the house number uh seven um uh, lighthouse family lifted 
Mm. Before, couldn't, didn't really like them. A bit too middle of the road for me. Yeah, there was. It, I mean, if if anything, it was very eclectic, wasn't it? We had a lot of different genres of music that were popular. It wasn't just all one thing. There was pop. There was indie. There was R and B. There was middle of the road. So yeah, it, it it it's good that there was a lot of different stuff. It feel like there was, you know, a lot of yeah, a lot of different things going on. Um, Joan Osborne, one of us. Uh, oh yeah, six. Yeah. That's quite popular. E seventeen was still having top um, ten hits. Uh, I want to be a hippie by Technohead. Is that one that I want to be a hippie and I want to be? And I'm, oh yeah, in a, in a horrible rave, yeah, like, rave style. Uh, Mariah Carey was having top five hits. Open arms. Oh, children by Robert Miles. That was uh, the yes. one I, you know, that got. He did quite a lot of songs that sounded kind of like a template from that song. Yes, yeah. Uh, Bjork had number eight hit with Hyper Ballad, um, and Blur Stereotypes, um, Terror Vision uh, had top ten hit. Just going to oh, Supergrass. Um, going out number five. Um, Stupid Girl, Garbage number four. I saw Garbage when that song, that was when I was still in Birmingham. And I think we went to see Garbage. The, the friend that I made who had moved into my old um, uni friend's room moved out. And, and, and I only made friends with him like on the last, almost like the, the last. A couple of nights that he was there because we kept saying oh we must we must go for a drink we must go for a drink but he, he split up with his girlfriend and was not really sociable but then sort of said no i'm moving now i did say we go for a drink let's go for a drink and we got on really well and then after he'd moved out we used to go and meet up once a week in um in birmingham after work and i and i ended up sort of knowing him for years and going to his wedding and everything it was a real oh, sort of wow. a real sort of um a, a sort of a weird, weird sort of uh way to make a friendship just just on, on the off chance of, 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 of one one sort of um, last minute drink but uh, we went to see garbage in wolverhampton and it was when stupid uh, stupid girl was in the charts and they they sung it as stupid boy and then that week on top of the pops that's the version that they sung it as stupid boy on top of the pops oh. so I, I i i enjoy i i still enjoy garbage to these to this day they still quite interesting stuff mm, they've just got a new album out haven't they mm, right it's quite a quite a, a rocky sort of loud one as well mm, an angry album angry album yes that's a good description <laughs> um right what else we got gabrielle going for gabrielle i don't know give me a little more time number five and shed seven going for gold i didn't mind gabrielle she mm. was nice yeah. which i don't know whether it's a compliment or not she was nice <laughs> I think um, I, I, I think I maybe if it had been a year or two different, I, I might have liked her more. I don't think I ever owned anything, but I I did like some. You know, I did like some of her songs. Um, but um, there's also quite a lot of dance coming in. Like there was the X Files theme, yeah, to a, a sort of. Uh, California Love by Tupac featuring Dr. Dre. Um, they Don't Care About Us, Michael Jackson. Walking oh. Wounded, Everything But the Girl. Um, 
peaches by the presidents of the United um, States of America. That's a mouthful. Cecilia by Suggs, a cover version. I vaguely remember that, yeah. Well, this was also the time when um, Manic Street Preachers sort of had their, like, went sort of moved up from being indie darlings to being mainstream because they had a design for life. Mm, stadium fillers. Yeah, stadium fillers. Um, Goldfinger by Ash. Um, Before by the Pet Shop Boys. These are all top 10. Mm. Charmless Man by Blur. Black Grape. Uh, they thought they came out of Happy Mondays. Mm, I didn't mind Black Grape. I think they had mm. a couple of hits. Yeah, Brian Adams. The only thing that looks good on me is you. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I what an I, awful I, title for a song. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sort of a couple of years later. I I went on a really long. I, well, back in '93, I'd done a really long hike with a friend of mine down the, the Office Dyke Path in Wales, and um, I, we never finished it. And I was promised I'd finish it with him, which we never we never even finished it on the second time, but we got we did a lot more of it. And um, I made a sort of compilation of um, I think this was more the era of um, um, that don't impress me much and things like that. But I, yes. I, and the Britney songs, and I just made a tape which was full of really bouncy, energetic songs. And I remember I was always lagging behind on these hikes. And But when I put on the pop music, I swear I had twice as much energy mm-hmm. and, and, and sort of bouncing through the fields. And it, uh, the, the power of pop music is, is very um, underappreciated, I think. Um, mm. But not Brian Adams. No, not That's, Brian Adams. Although I did, Brian like Adams. That, I did like that Mel C one. That, yeah. And did he do one with Chicane, that dance band, Don't Give It Up, or something like that? That sounds familiar. Um, Oh, That Mysterious Girl by Peter Andre only made number two, but uh, I don't know why I thought that was... I thought that was another number one. Yeah, I did for some reason. Um, Celine Dion, Having Hits, Louise, Naked. Oh, I like like that one by, by Louise, yeah. A few ocean kind of scene ones. I remember Chris Evans used to play them quite a lot. Oh god, wasn't that one of the? Wasn't that the theme tune for TFI Friday? Oh, River Boat. Ocean Colors. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, Belinda Carlisle in Too Deep. I like that one. Mm. Um, that was around the time when some of her singles were written by Pear from Roxette. Uh, oh yes, it was. Yeah. My Sky Eddie by Sleeper. That I like that one. That was. I think that was about a man choking on an olive. Uh, <laughs> Cheerful. <laughs> Everything Must Go by Manic Street Preachers. An Honest Morissette. Uh, Head Over Feet. Um, Freedom by Robbie Williams. Uh, Trash by Suede. Uh, um, Peacock Suit, Paul Weller. There's such a diverse range of... Mm, lots of different people. kinds. Uh, you wouldn't look at the charts now and see, you know... Uh, the Smurfs had a song called I've Got a Little Puppy that got to number four. Um, I have no recollection from that, and that sounds wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that song um, sounds wrong. And then only one place difference, you've got REM. You know, it's sort of, you just wouldn't get that these days. You have no, this, it just, yeah, it wouldn't. REM happen. or Suede or Chemical Brothers or, or all in the same chart. It just wouldn't happen. Um, and just speeding down. There's people like 
Tony Braxton thing, Unbreak My Heart. Oh, I like that. Not so much the slow version, but the the dance remix. Uh-huh. That that was yeah. a banger, as the kids say nowadays. <laughs> well, the Backstreet Boys do come in around this time. You have the Woolpackers. I think are they from? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. to be fair, if the chart is is diverse, you do get dreadful things like that, and or Robson Jerome. But I'd rather have that than just have one type of music. Yeah. Um, at least you can, at least you think maybe the next thing that comes up might be good. But uh, um, the last one I'm going to, well, we got Jamiroquai, Cosmic Girl, and um, Beautiful South. Don't don't marry her. Uh, have me. Yeah, Elton John and Luciano Pavarotti, Live Like Horses. <laughs> no, re- no recollection of that one. At all. Uh, oh dear. So very quickly, I'm going to go through the albums. Um, so big albums, actually, it's not a lot of these must have stayed for well, one of them stayed for 10 weeks, but as I say, there's only a there's only about sort of a dozen albums that were number one. Um, oh no, I'm totally wrong. Um, where does that go? No, I'm talking about 1995. 1995 only has right, okay, so that's that's rubbish. <laughs> 1996, the albums that did well, and this one was at number one for 11 weeks, Jagged Little Pill. By Alanis Morissette. Yeah, I owned that. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, and then, oh, this is the list of top 10 albums. Okay, this isn't, I thought this was going to be number one. I just wanted number ones. Give me the number ones. We'll be here all day if I have to read every single album that's in the top 10. Let me try again. Um, UK albums. Top, no, number one album. In 1996, because yeah, I was thinking there's quite a lot of albums here. Uh, <laughs> no, so it says top ten. Uh, must be a list somewhere. UK albums. Num- okay, this is mm, list of. Why do you have to be so difficult? Um, okay, I think this is going to be a list of number one albums in the 90s, and then I can like that's what I was. It was the album version of what I was reading. Right. Okay. So, right, our number one albums, obviously there are loads of other albums doing well, but we, we, can't, we can't look after everybody, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the first album uh, in January 96 is What's the Story, Morning Glory by Oasis, which I, I think that had come out in late, like November, October, November, because I, I went, to see, went to see Pulp in, I think, very late October 1995, my friend had the new Oasis album and I was kind of, I think I was kind of, I'm not sure, I think I was slightly over them or getting towards being over them. Then I heard the album and thought, oh, no, 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 we'll get it. But it was still, <laughs> doing, still doing well. I, I guess they, they still, because as we discovered, they they, had, they didn't release Don't Look Back in Anger until, um, that probably gave it a bit of a, a burst. A bit of a, um, and then, Following that, we've got the Blue Tones, Expecting to Fly. Oh, wow. Uh, which is, is kind of good. A lot of these yeah, a lot of these bands were doing very well in the album charts as well. Um, then the Oasis came back with What's the Morning Glory again for another three weeks. They had six weeks at the start of the year. And then Falling Into You by Celine Dion, which I think is one of the few Celine Dion songs that I have ever admitted to like. Really? Mm, I'm not, I, do you know my favorite um and it's cheesy it, favorite Celine Dion 
out a single is Miss Miss um Miss, oh I've forgotten the the title of it. Seriously, Miss Miss Judge, no. Miss Fit, no. Miss Led. Miss Led. Yeah, and it's it, and she she says yeah. actually sings a line. If I've been dissed, I don't spend much time on what might be. Celine Dion used the word dissed in a track. <laughs> I love it. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm sure there are other ones. I don't. I I I, I take against the because I guess in some territories her version of Power of Love was bigger than mm, um, the original. The original, but I I, I as. as the Jennifer Rush version is one of the few sort of power ballads that, well, I do quite like a lot of power ballads, but that's a power ballad that I, I think, no, there's nobody does it better than, than Jennifer Rush. But uh, um, then we have Anthology 2 by the Beatles um, and then Greatest Hits by Take That because that, um, that Bee Gees cover was just the, the sort of extra track on that Greatest Hits. Yeah, um, yeah. Then we have Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette for two weeks. 1977 by Ash. Older by George Michael. Mm -hmm. And then Load by Metallica, uh, which I don't know anything about. No, I don't either. (laughs) Then we have 18 Till I Die by Brian Adams. Uh, Does that have the one with the awful song in it? Imagine it must do. Yeah. Nothing looks good on me apart from your skin. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> then Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill again, and then Recurring Dream by Crowded House, which I think is the greatest hits. Which I, 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 I yeah, I'm a sort of medium level um, Crowded House fan. Well, I, I mean, I had the I had the Alanis Morissette one as well. Mm. Um, then Alanis Morissette actually comes back again for the third time. Um, for an, oh, that's actually that's that's the longest time she comes back for eight weeks. Wow, um, there must have been a big single out then or a tour. Yeah. Um, then we have Suede coming up, which I love that album. Um, and then that had all the sort of ones like Trash and the Beautiful Ones, and yeah, quite a few top 10 hits on that one um then we have rem new adventures in hi-fi um which uh, yeah I, I definitely bought that um then we have k by kuda shaker um who were sort of a bit poppy group mm. but with a sort of indian tinge yes uh, they were yes Crispin, Crispian Mills Dries or something like that. Crispin Mills Dry. Because he was the son of one of them, of John Mills. Well, yeah, yeah he was, he was, a he was the grandson. He? he was the yeah. grandson of, but he, um, one of those other actor, because there's it Juliet Mills and another Mills. Anyway. Yeah, something like that. Then we have uh, Natural by Peter Andre. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I spit it out. Um, so we have great, Greatest Hits by Simply Red. Um, Blue is the Colour by The Beautiful South, who I didn't have that album, but I I have I have various Beautiful South things. Mm. I think most households will have, will have had Carrying Up the Charts, the best of The yeah. Beautiful South. Uh, and, and 0898, um, their album from about 92. 
two is very good, but that's that's almost the greatest hits in that it mm. just has so many good album tracks. Um, it's funny how sometimes there's a, a band you like or, or a singer you like, and it's just you just love one album, and as much as you try, you can't find an album. That yeah, that you like, yeah. Quite, quite anywhere near as much. Um, so, uh, then we have Boyzone, A Different Beat, uh, Spice Girl, Spice. The, the, at this point, they're only number one for a week with it. I'm, I imagine oh. that will come back. But uh, Robson and Jerome, Take Two. No, thank you. No, thank uh, you. Uh, and then Spice Girls is back in. Oh, yes. Uh, Spice Girls is back in for eight weeks. That sort of takes us right to the end of the year. So oh, not as not as poppy. So the singles charts was much more mm. pop based and dance based than the album charts. Mm. I don't think people were buying albums by dance and pop artists, or if they did, they weren't number ones. Yeah, I mean, Crowded House and Ash and um, and Kudashek. I don't remember seeing top ten singles by them. They they might have done them. I might have just missed it. But uh, right before we finish, we just need to pop over to um, America to see what was going on with them. Um,
so the, the their first number one is uh, One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men oh yes yeah that's like pure sugar in mm. music form it was number one from January till the middle of March um, it's a long time followed that by, is yeah, followed by Because You Loved Me by Celine Dion oh for uh, well over a month um, Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey don't you. mind that one um, then I think looking at this I much prefer what we had in the variety we had in the UK um, then for well between middle of May and early July Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony Oh, I do. I remember that song. Meet you at the crossroads. That um, unfortunately, a couple of years later, was it? Um, what was that awful boy band that we had in this country? Um, um, that Simon Cowell put together. There was about twelve of them in it. No, it was. They, they were supposed to be like more hip and street cred. Um, and their song was "Flip Reverse It." They're one of their songs. Um, but I can't, for the life of me, I can't remember their name. They did a cover of it. Yeah. Uh, Blazing Squad. Oh, that's right. That's yes. <laughs> it, got to, it, got, it got to number eight in the UK. Um, the the uh, Bones, Thugs and Harmony one. Um, then we have How Do You Want It by Tupac, uh, which has that California love on Dreaming. the beat. Yeah, California dreaming. See, I'm aging myself. California, California love. Yes, I think was the bigger, the one I remember of, um, but uh, not quite sure whether they released it a different way round over. Yeah, um, and we've got you. You're making me high by Tony Braxton for one week. Gosh, we're nearly through yeah. the end of the year. Gosh, there's some of these ones are around so so long. Yeah, I think in America because they have so many different charts, don't they? They have like R and B charts. They have adult listening, contemporary. They have pop. They have hot dance. Um, you can never really get a. They have the Hot 100, don't don't they? Yeah, this but, is what I'm reading from. Um, yeah, but they have so many different variations. It's hard to because the next number one goes from August, by the start of August till by the start of November and it's the Macarena by Los Del Rios. Wow. <laughs> Gosh. Which, I mean, it, the Macarena was a big hit but not for... But it was like, a novelty hit, wasn't yeah. it? It wasn't, um, it wasn't a serious hit. But then that's weird about music, isn't it? Something just catches and, you know, you think, well, who would have thought? Yeah. Then we've got No Diggity for five weeks. I liked Black- that being a, being a massive hip-hop fan myself yeah. um, but yeah. i did like that and then for four weeks we have unbreak my heart by tony Braxton. yeah i yeah. like it i liked it yeah yeah didn't hate, didn't hate it i don't i don't think i bought it but uh, um i wonder if the albums show a more so album wise we have no we just show, this is number ones we have daydream by mariah carey we mm. have waking to exhale soundtrack by whitney houston we have Jagged Little Pill. We have All Eyes on Me by Tupac. We have Jagged Little Pill again. We have Anthology 2, The Beatles. Jagged Little Pill again. By, um, and then we have Evil Empire by Rage Against the Machine. Fairweather Johnson by Hootie and the Blowfish. 
who I think. Oh, they were massive, weren't they, in America? We yeah, we never yeah. caught on here, did they? Yeah, I have a feeling that people would mention them and, and, and like, oh, have you not heard of them? They're really big, but they're never big here. No, I just um, I remember them from a, an episode of Friends yeah. when they went to see them. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't uh, see. Them. Yeah, yeah, and then sometimes things like Charmed, um, or. Or even Buffy, they would have a little bit later. They'd have like a band come into it. Yes, their and play, play. Because uh, I've been watching Charmed recently, and there's quite a lot of sort of weird people that turn up. And you think, gosh, yeah, I don't think that really helped being on Charmed. It did. It, it never really. I think the Cranberries appeared on an episode of Charmed slightly after they were when they were starting to not get such big hits. And oh, I yeah. I don't think it reversed their, their fortunes. What's it would have been you? some sort of record company executive going, I know what we'll do. We'll put you on this show. It's hot right now. You'll, you'll get London. And it's like... Mm, Which okay. is stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, then we have the score by the Fugees, Load by Metallica. I was I was written by Naz. Oh, it, was, it was written by Naz. Um, Beats, Rhythms and Life by a Tribe Called Quest. Uh, Jack Little Pill again, No Code by Pearl Jam, Home Again by New Edition. Isn't New Edition like a 70s band? New Edition were a boy band with Bobby Brown uh, um, and, and sort of like sort of mid 80s, late 80s. I would imagine this, uh, if, if we're talking 96, mm. it was probably one of those like comeback yeah, it Ref, was, reformed albums when they reformed yeah, for a bit, a bit, like when, a bit like when Robbie came back to take that. Yeah, just for an album. Um, Falling into You by Celine Dion from the muddy banks of the Wish Car by Nirvana. They, they, that must have been a, a live album or something. Yes, it's a live Ooh. album. Um, but I just don't think I've even heard of that. Falling into You by Celine Dion again. Recovering the Satellites by Counting Crows. Um, who I think only ever had one hit over here. Was it Counting Crows who did? Was it Mr. Jones or was it mm, 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 I get confused. Uh, I don't think that the mm, mm, mm was by somebody else. Yeah, I think it was yeah, Mr. Jones then probably. I think that was a, a minor hit over here. Um, Best of 41 by Van Halen. Anthology 3 by the Beatles. The Don Kilumat. <laughs> the Don Kiluminati, The Seven Day Theory by Machiavelli. Never heard of that one. Um, they're on the same record label as Snoop Doggy Dog, so it's probably right. Oh, right, yeah. And the next one is The Dog Father by Snoop Doggy Dog. Um, <laughs> then um, Razor Blade Suitcase by Bush. Now, they were a British band. Were they? Yes, uh, formed in London. Was uh, it a girl? Were they girls? No, it, was, no, it, no, it had um, what's-his-face in it that, that have ended up marrying Gwen Stefani. That's right, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think they might have had, like, minor hits. I think they might have done better in America. Uh, mm. Then, weirdly, weirdly, the next album that followed Bush was Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. So oh. Maybe they, met, maybe they met at some sort of crossover. Yeah. Uh, that sort of ceremony. Here's here's your number one prize, or something. Yeah, I'm handing it over to you, and then I'm going to marry you later. <laughs> but you don't know it yet. <laughs> uh, well, um, Wally, thank you very much for uh, discussing 1996 uh, with me. I hope you'll come back for 97 at some point. Oh, try um, and stop me. I think 97 gets even more pop 
if yeah. I recall. I'm going to give you, I'm not going to say the names of the songs, but I'm going to give the listeners a little sort of um, some of the names of people that did well in 97. Um, we've got Tori Amos, White Town, Blur, LL Cool J, U2, No Doubt, Spice Girls, Chemical Brothers, R. Kelly, Michael Jackson, Gary Barlow, Olive, Eternal, Hanson, Puff Daddy, Oasis, Puff, Puff Daddy again, Will Smith, The Verve, <laughs> Elton John, Spice Girls, Aqua, various artists, uh, the Teletubbies, oh. and, and the Spice Girls again. So, yes, some names to be excited about, and some to cringe about, and mm. some to go, who? <laughs> I will get my Teletubbies greatest hits album out in yes, preparation. Please, there's a lot to get through. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, uh, listeners, uh, we're about to say goodbye, but as you know, after the theme, we will be getting in to sing us some of the hits of 1996. So, as we know, Ick uh, is, um, is, is, has a certain reputation, um, and um, yeah, I'm sure he'll live up to it. So, anyway, well, thanks, Lee, and um, yes, we'll speak to you again soon. Mm, looking forward to it. <laughs> Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. That was a, a good episode. It uh, is always fun to hear you talking with your friend Lee. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it's it's good that we've got him to talk to uh, about some of the some of the later nineties music and uh, uh, well into the noughties. He's on a whole host of uh, um, podcasts. Oh yes, Paul. You you never you never uh, asked him about uh, about that this time. Ah oh, well, no, no, you're right. I didn't. Um, let me see. I've got a list. Uh, he's on chewing, chewing the cud. That's a like a video. Well, that's like a TV show, sort of, uh, in in Manchester. Uh, and uh, but it's also a podcast, sort of community TV, um, sort of. Yes, Paul. I think I understand. Um, what else is he in? Time to talk. Sunday late and live. Um, pop gaze, the golden age of pop culture, or he, if not, reg, if not a regular host, he's doing spots on all of those different shows. It's a lot. It is quite a lot, isn't it, Paul? I'm going to have to catch up with uh, some of the other shows he's involved in. Um, I never realised he was going to become such a prolific podcaster, but I'm very pleased about it. Oh yes, Paul. Yes, yes. So, so where's Ick? Oh, I'm sure he'll be arriving soon. Uh, we've got him to, uh, we've got him to, uh, you know, sing some of the big hits of 1996. Yes, Paul. Oh dear. Uh, 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 do you think his heart is still in it? Do I think his heart is still in singing the songs of 1996?
Well, I did say that Yeti Uncle John could take over. Oh, Paul, what did he say to that? He just said that he'd do his best. He just said he'd do his best. He'd, he'd be here. Oh, dear, Will. Uh, I can hear the theme music coming. Yes, yes, so can I. Um, well, hopefully, when we come back, he'll, he'll be here. Oh, gosh, I hope so. Oh, well, uh, if not, then it'll have to be you and I. You and I doing the singing. <laughs> yes, you and I doing the singing. Yes. Oh, blimey. Oh, bloody poor. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh dear. (laughs) What's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Well, Paul, where is he? I don't know. I think we might have to do it ourselves. No, Paul, don't worry. I'm here. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> we were worried. Yes, yes, we were worried. It's okay. I'll sing some songs from 1996. Um, Spaceman, out of spaceman, spaceman, that's the spaceman song. Um, so Kelly can wait, he knows it's too late. Do 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 do. So right away. Don't look back in anger, I had to say. Uh, I don't think I approve of seeing how deep is your love. Because it might have been a hit now. It might have got number one, but, uh, you know. I don't care how high the Take That version got. It'll never be more famous than the Bee Gees version. Well, you might be right, Ick, but uh, just, just move on if you don't want to sing it. No, I'm going on strike. Just on that song? Yes, Paul. Okay. Um, I'm a fire starter. Twisted fire starter. Oh dear, Paul. I'm not sure um, that that one works very well. It's all in the production. It, it is, rather. Yes, I don't think it works that well. A cappella. A what? A cappella. Oh, don't worry. Hmm. We turn off the mic. We turn off the mic. We turn off the mic. Do do be do be do. Um. Ooh ah, just a little bit. Ooh ah, a little bit more. Ooh ah, just a little bit. You know what I'm looking for. Ooh ah, just a little bit. Ooh ah, a little bit more. Ooh ah, just a little bit. Do 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 do. Do 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 do
20 years of hurt. Oh, bless them. Oh, pat them on the head. Oh, Paul, you're getting into trouble. <laughs> yes. I don't think I can do killing me softly either. Well, that is up to you. I, you know, I sympathise. Yes, well, you know. I do know, yes. Um, let's move on. Um, I tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I want her, I want her, I want her, I want her. Zicky, 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 ah. You prefer to be my lover. You got to get with my friends. Little bit, 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 booty. And it never ends. Ick, are you okay? Oh, yes, Paul. Oh, I feel a little faint. Oh, well, why don't you sit down? We don't have to do any more. Oh, I think I might do. Oh, yes. Oh, it's quite warm today. Yes, I know. Oh, uh, don't worry, Ick. I'm here. I can sing the last few songs. Oh, please, Ick, Uncle John. If you will. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're going to be my lover, you got to say with my friends. Drinking love forever. Friendship never ends. That one. Uh, what else? Uh... Do, 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 say you'll be mine. I don't recognise a lot of these songs. I don't know where I was in 1996. Is it all right, Itty Uncle John? Would you like to look at some of the other songs of the year? Yeah, all right, let's have a look. Sometimes uh, the songs that uh, didn't get to number one are the better ones. Well, that that is sometimes the case, yes, Itty Uncle John. Uh, let me have a look. Is this, uh, oh, is, is, uh, oh, that one. I can't remember it, though. Oh, dear, oh, dear. This is very last minute, Paul. I'm afraid I'm not well prepared. It, it's fine. Um, it, it prepares and yet still gets most of it wrong. I heard that, Paul. You can do 1997 on your own. <laughs> Sorry, Ick. <sighs> I've just been cheeky. Oh, yeah, that was a bit cheeky, even for you, Paul. Oh, go, go, go on, just pick something quick. We've got to finish. Oh, let me have a look. Uh, uh, oh, it's X-Files theme. Do, 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 do. No, no, oh, no, I can't do that. Well, I'm just going now, Paul. Was that because you're worried that I'm going to ask you to uh, to sing, Cromarty? Badly. I'm going now. Get the Uncle John. He'll he'll sort it out. I just don't recognise half these songs. I even recognised the titles, but I couldn't sing half of them. It's been a long time. It has been a long time, yes. Oh, dear, oh, dear. The theme for Mission Impossible. Got to number seven. Da, 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 da. Da 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 da
I think I think we should stop there. <laughs> I think perhaps we should. Uh, what else? I like this one. Always breaking my heart. Always breaking my heart. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was Belinda Carlisle. Always breaking my heart. That's right, Paul. Got to number eight, apparently. Oh, look at this one. If it makes you happy by Cheryl Crow. Number nine. I like that one. Yeah, I can't remember it, though. <laughs> I can, but I'm not prepared to attempt it. Oh, dear, I do. I think we should just tiptoe away. <sighs> yes, maybe. Let's just tiptoe. The listeners have probably gone off to make a cup of tea already, anyway. Right. Oh, stupid girl. Duh, duh. Stupid girl. Oh, what about this one? Here she comes, the beautiful ones, the beautiful ones. La, 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 la. Here she comes, the beautiful ones, the beautiful ones. Oh, oh. That's suede. Number eight again. All these songs are like number eight. Yeah, I think all the best songs got to number eight, or around that mark. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, this one. Do, uh, do, 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 a design for your life. A design for your life. <laughs> Manistry Preachers. Yes, name that tune. <laughs> Well, I don't think we can do name that tune, seeing as you just said the lyrics. Fair enough. Maybe maybe next time Ick should uh, uh, just do an instrumental. Uh, we have to guess. I shall never do it again. I, I'm handing you my notice. <laughs> Dear. Uh, sorry, listeners. Um, it's, it's probably best we go now. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, goodbye for now, listeners. Goodbye. Goodbye for now. Oh, what this one? Uh, break my heart, say you love me again. Uh, break my heart, say you love me again. I need to get out of my way. Undry uh, these tears, I've cried so many nights. And break my heart. <laughs> Pretty good, eh? Uh, award-winning. Absolutely award-winning, Yeti Uncle John. What a lot of nonsense. Ick. Oh, oh, you just can't please everyone all of the time. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeesh, I hope that chai only bathed today. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> Start recording. It's recording. Right. I hope all my Wikipedia pages are... Okie dokie. Um, I'll do I'll do the usual intro and uh, got on my Wikipedia f- bits and pieces up. Um, I, you'll probably you'll probably like more than I will. But <laughs> I've had a quick look at the year and I was like, yeah. oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be, but I haven't actually I haven't actually um, looked too deep, so I might find there's more I like than I did last year, but. Uh, and a lot of the ones I like are hidden behind. I just like hidden behind the number ones, and they are still hits. But we'll see. Okey-dokey.
my God, there's nothing I like better is when another new episode of the Shy Life Podcast comes out. <laughs> Okay, back up everybody. Nothing to see here. It's just another episode of the Shy Life Podcast.